It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. When they hit me with this, the first script, I read it and I was like, uh, yeah. Because, <laughs> first of all, I don't think anyone's seen me in that light. And I felt like it was an opportunity, especially with everything that was going on in the world at the time when we were shooting. It was an opportunity for me to show a detective from my point of view and from my community in a way that I see how they work in my area and in my life. Tiffany Haddish knew there was something special about The After Party, the ambitious Apple TV Plus comedy from Chris Miller and Phil Lord that tells a whodunit murder mystery story told from the perspective of multiple suspects. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this episode of the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast, we talk to Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson, and Ben Schwartz about the after party and all the guesses about who did it. Plus, we talk about what to expect as they shoot season two. But first, our Awards Circuit Roundtable is back and discussing the Emmy comedy and limited series categories and much, much more. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Hey everyone, happy voting eve. We're uh, less than a week away from all this madness to finally mean something, to finally matter. So away we go. I am Variety TV editor Michael Schneider, along with Emily Longaretta, Jazz Tanke, Clayton Davis, The Roundtable. Hello, hello. Is this over? Are we done? <laughs> Is that you're saying? Is that it? We, you get it? It's so anticlimactic. I'm. I've got uh, Peter Rice on the brain right now as as we're recording this. Just madness Ooh. at Disney. So uh, we, uh, we need to lead with that though, Mike. What, Pete? Peter? <laughs> end of an end of an era, sort of. I don't. It was a quick. I, it was a quick era, but. These days, these reshufflings happen so fast at these companies as as they're constantly just like reorganizing and then reorganizing the reorganizing. And, uh, you know, the head of Disney, Bob Chapek, he's he's definitely been sort of uh, uh, at, on, at at the firing range for a while now. And I guess this is his latest chapter in, in trying to stave off uh, the the threateners to threateners. Is that a word? Well, the. <laughs> it um, is now. I, I just coined it out. It's variety, it's variety speak. Whatever you say a wrong word, just say it's variety word. Um, to to his throne. So, boom, there we are. Yeah, it was. A, it's been a crazy, crazy. I feel like it's the busiest. Time, like somehow the busiest time of year. All of a sudden, like this week has been just everything thrown at us at once. And I mean, when big shakeups like this happen, it's like especially when no one sees it coming. I mean, it's so crazy to me when stuff like this happens. When we're all. We have the, you know, some of the best insiders in the biz on our team and like everyone woke up like, oh, my goodness. Well, 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 that, well that, that's that's that was my question, I guess, to Mike, because you've uh, <clears throat> you've been around the block a few times. Is this the most, <laughs> you're, say, you're saying I'm old. Clayton's saying I'm old. <laughs> no. Uh, no, is this is this the most out of left field top exec removal like in quite some time, arguably maybe ever? I was thinking of Sony. Um, when, uh, oh my God, names are escaping me. Uh, was it, uh, Moscow at Sony? Well, like that whole thing. I'm trying to think of something more like shocking than this. I mean, we haven't had a real shocker like this in a while that wasn't related to sort of a, a, 
uh, acquisition or a transition. You know, we've had a lot more of big names leaving lately just because of all of the mergers and, and acquisitions and changes yeah. in, in these companies. But when something is sort of on its own, separate from any other so, uh, announcement like this one that that does come out of left field, yeah, these don't happen all that often, and it spoils uh, all of our plans for you know we're we're all so busy right now, and we have like very court like you know okay, I'm gonna work on this panel from this amount of time, and then I have this story, <laughs> and then I have this thing to do that I got to record this, and then when news like this breaks, you just toss it all up in the air. Well, I guess I won't be prepping for that panel now. Hope hope that goes well because. <laughs> <laughs> that was the plan for today, and now who knows? Er- when. Ergo, this is not appreciated Disney. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Bob Chapik, think about us for a change. <laughs> the but, morning after their light year, pre- well, after the light year premiere, too. Yeah. Well, they had a. This is how big the company is. They had a number of things going on last night, including uh, the, the FX uh, uh, premiere of. The old man. Old man, thank you. <laughs> With Jeff that's, Bridges. I, I feel like that's apropos for me now. The old yeah. man who couldn't remember the, the title, The Old Man. Mike living up to his title. Yes, here we are. Yes, the Jeff Bridges, uh, which uh, Peter Rice was not at that premiere, so that probably could have been telling to anyone who you know was really paying attention. But uh, So here we are. Um, that's going on. But, of course, back to Emmys. Uh, we're continuing our coverage of the Emmys. All of the fantastic issues that Emily has been editing have been coming out. Slowly yeah, she, but surely. Yeah, she yawns right now. <laughs> and they can't see her that she is yawning. Guys, you can't see me, but, like, my, I literally, like, I don't have a stitch of makeup on. I'm, like, literally in my pajamas because I've been editing since 5.30 this morning. Like, you know, I've just, you know, i got to do what you got to do. I'm you still, it done. You still look beautiful, though, Emily. So oh, you're, thanks, you're, Clayton. You look amazing. <laughs> and you've been killing it. Like, yeah, yeah women we, of awards. Everyone has been. Stuff. Honestly, all of you guys have been contributing. Mike's columns make me laugh out loud every time he files <laughs> them. So <laughs> I will say there's one coming up about docs that is really, really great. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, but yeah, we, we, it's a good one. It's a good one, Mike. I, I think, I think it's increasingly as we're just like losing our minds that that's when I'm really going off the, just the reservation with these columns. So yeah, one had a line like, I'm in a mood today. So, and I kept it in. I was like, I'm not cutting this. Yeah. You, you could track me losing my mind throughout the season by just how odd and stream consciousness my columns have become so i i I like that you appreciate that those are the best columns by the way though yeah totally yeah the ones that just you're just spewing nonsense (laughs) that's whatever's in your head but that's what people are looking for we're all just spewing nonsense who knows anything no as the famous line goes nobody knows anything so here we are (laughs) totally Oh, I just bit my tongue from saying something about that, but I was very good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jazz. Jazz. We'll we'll, we'll take that offline. We'll take that on the after show uh, uh, (laughs) Zoom that no one actually gets to see. So Um, so can I start with the the hottest prediction I'm making uh, today? Yes. At at time of recording, they have not been updated yet, but they will be by the time you're listening to this. Uh, I am predicting for the first time I threw a curveball. I think we're going to get three broadcast shows nominated in comedy series the most since 2013. And that Ooh. would be and that would be the shows uh, that are in there. Uh, Abbott Elementary, which currently sits as a very firm number three spoiler in this race. Blackish to get in for its final season. And my yeah. curveball, the one and only Ghosts. Ghosts. Oh. So you're you're getting ghosts in there. You know, I gotta I, say, they've been doing a really good job campaigning. Uh mm-hmm. it's ghosts has I, been all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I think that's a that's a smart pick. They've they've really been doing the work and I think that may pay off. Is this the uh, defibrillator Emmy talk that we're talking? It's going to revive broadcast television. <laughs> hey, and- broadcast TV saved. It's all going <laughs> back, everyone. <laughs> but I mean, then it comes to the question: Is will one of them win, or will it will it still be trumped by one of the streaming comedies? 
Yeah, and I think that's it's a fair question. And uh, the only one that can of that group is Abbott Elementary. It's the only, and it needs to. It still has like a lot of work to do in the sphere of getting in into the position to win. Uh, one thing I researched was because I was initially I was thinking I was like it needs to get into directing and writing to really have a shot, which isn't true. Fun, but also horrible fact. Do you know Friends in, in its entire run was only nominated for writing once? I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah that's it's the craziest thing ever. And nominated for directing twice, and the year it won uh, comedy series, it was nominated for none of them. I think it's the last show to win without either of those spots. So does Abbott Elementary need those? I mean, yes and no. Like, I think it's in for writing. I feel good that's going to get a writing nom. I think Quince is mm. going to do that there. Uh, directing's always seemed to be like a little bit of a of a hurdle, but I don't think it's the – as we saw with Coda winning Oscars this year, you don't need all the key indicators to you know win it all in the end. Do you, do you think Quince is going to get in for um, acting? Comedy ah, actress. Good good transition, Jazz. Because by my count, so next week, uh, the TV Academy will release the eligib- eligibility list. And then we will feverishly start counting <laughs> like stuff. Because <laughs> God forbid they number it in a nice like way that we could just know. And by my count right now, I think we're getting five leads again in comedy. By the way, I think we're getting five leads in limited as well. I don't think there are enough submissions. You need 80 submissions. And uh, like Limited's bubbling the ground like 59, uh, you know, for series and for um, the actual acting submissions. And then I think I have 62 or something for like comedy uh, lead actress. So unless there's 18 acorn free forms, <laughs> all those small guys waiting in the wings that I or. Or, by the way, people who self-submit, because that's always a thing. Rumor mill is that the TV Academy had a record number of submissions this year. Whatever that means, though, is could mean anything. Like, I, 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 I do know there are certain people, certain uh, awards folks who are submitting as many names as they can to push that tally up. And uh, that'll be interesting to see if they succeed. Did you hear this as well, Mike? Because I heard this. Um in past years, that grace period between the submission deadline and the reveal of the eligibility list, they've usually let a couple people throw some stuff in late. And evidently this year they did not. No late comers were, were allowed mm. because I guess there was just like whatever it was. Yeah. No, it's interesting. That's interesting. So self-submissions, I think, will be the tipping point. But back to your question, Jazz, if it's five, I still feel good that Quince is in. Yeah. I think I worry now for Selena Gomez and I worry for Issa Rae and everyone else that's like bubbling around that like range of like four to five. Uh, Because right now I feel good that Gene Smart, Quinta, Tracy Ellis Ross, they feel safe. I think Rachel Brosnahan is safe. I think it's too much of an establishment vote. Right, right. So then so then that so then that's like Selena, Natasha, Leon for Russian doll, Issa, Kaylee Cuoco, Sarah Jessica Parker, El Fanny, all bubbling on There's that. So many good ones. Yeah. And the, and I'm also a big jump this week in prediction charts is Anna Gas uh Anna Gasteyer for American Auto, which also has had this weird kind of like resurgence of people talk about that show a lot now. Maybe it's also our own Salome that uh, I was going to say. It's number one fan. <laughs> yeah, Salome wrote a great uh, story with Quintas on the cover of the Emmys issue, but it's also online of um, about kind of return of broadcast sitcoms, which is something Quinta doesn't like to say because she's like, they never went away, which is a good point. They never did. But of course, they're more uh, getting back into that back to the Emmy conversation. But Anna actually like tweeted the article and was saying how proud she was and how happy she was to even be part of it mentioned with American Auto. So I thought that was very interesting. Meanwhile, for Abbott, I think uh, Janelle James, real possibility for supporting. Yeah. I hope so. So. And and that's what's going to tell me what actually Abbott can do in the end, because it's Janelle and Shirley Ralph that are Mm -hmm. like literally bubbling there because 
I don't know how many SNL people they're going to ex- take on this year. Like, Kate McKinnon feels like she's going to make it for sure, especially her final season. Does the A.D. Bryant stuff kick in? Uh, Cecily Strong had probably the moment of the season. And, yeah, so that that's going to be a big thing. But I think two Hannahs feel safe. Uh, Wadney Hammond, Einbender. Sarah Goldberg, I think, is coasting well to her uh, next step. And Alex Borstein, also on a cover of our EE issue, I think feels safe as well. And then you have, like, the Junos. Amy Ryan, which, again, that's how, how much do they love Only Murders. I think they love it a lot. They should yeah. love it a lot. And they yeah. should love Amy Ryan a lot because she's such a treat. I still won't. I, again, I'm, I'm broken record here. I don't understand the mechanics of guest and supporting. I don't understand yeah. how she's supporting and Nathan is guest. It's still going to kill me to this day. I understand why because <laughs> of episodes, but it just. They Clayton, don't. I know you have Clayton. I know you have a ton of free time right now, so maybe you should go back and watch all of Only Murders <laughs> and time how many minutes each of them is on the screen so we can do a story on it. It's not about minutes anymore. It's the episode it's, it's just the appearance your your appearance on an episode, which is also a little BS. But uh yeah, so Janelle and Cheryl are the those will tell me how far it can go. I need one or both to make it to really convince me that it has the goods. A name on a comedy actress, I don't know if you mentioned, was uh, uh, Sarah Lancashire for Julia. Like, sh- yeah. she's, she's still in the mix as well. Yeah. Can we, yeah, can we talk about that? Because I don't know. I, I guess I, Julia has kind of just got flown o- over my head. And this is, listen, there's always too much TV to get a, a, a good uh, gauge on everything. But has Julia been making its rounds uh, through your like talking to people in the TV Academy? Like, do people like do people watch it? Do like are they engaged with it? I know David Hyde Pierce again. He's an establishment uh, kind of uh, vote that I think could happen as well. But yeah, I didn't know how far Julia could go. I haven't heard honestly too much about it, but on, I, I don't like you said. I feel like there are. Because there's so much and people are talking, that doesn't mean that people aren't talking about it, even if we haven't heard. Like, I, I don't think that that necessarily counts it out. We have a great story about like the food styling and things going in the, in the one of our E's. It's going online that um, one of my colleagues, our colleagues wrote. And it's very interesting. It makes you really, really like, I make me want to watch it. So I'm like, if people are reading things like this and then going to watch it, maybe that will have some sort of impact. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's a pleasant watch that uh, will it hits the sweet spot for you know quite a few uh, Emmy voters. So you know mm-hmm. there, there there may be a class of Emmy voter that sort of you know sees it as you know maybe not their first choice, but but definitely in in the mix. So that'll be interesting to see what sort of uh, reaction there is there. It's also the Julia Child factor, right? Like people yeah. never get bored of the Julia Child thing. And to your point, Clayton, like. It's not just David Hyde Pierce, Phoebe Newhoff is in there. So I think like when it aired, like people that there, there there is a little love for it, but it's just bubbling. I don't know if it's gonna break, if there's enough noise for it to break through. It's also that HBO just has a gajillion things that they're oh, campaigning for. Yeah. Um which which brings me to a very interesting uh point with lead actor comedy which I think is going to be five because we have five last year. And it feels like the most predictable five, which then tells me it's not. So get ready. There's going to be a shocker. But uh, Bill Hader, Jason Sudeikis, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Donald Glover feel like, yeah, that's like the five, right? And then Don Cheadle, Anthony Anderson, probably bubbling. Curb your enthusiasm. The amount, and I'm including myself in this, the amount of assurity that that is not making a play this year when it's never missed Emmy comedy series in its entire run is mind boggling. I kind of, you don't think it's going to. And that's what the, that's what the experts don't think so. I, I mean, Mike, Michael, yeah, you're, I'm going to, you're higher <laughs> than me. I'm going to, I'm going to defer to you on this. Cause I, cause I honestly, I don't think so, but also there, that's a, that's a very hard fact to like. Yeah, step I mean away that, from. that's a hard one because you're right. It's been a lock forever. Um, at some point, it, it has to go away. Maybe <laughs> this is the year. Maybe not. Um, you know, it was another solid year. I mean, Tr- Tracy Ullman was fantastic this season. There, there was still, uh, you know, people were still talking about this season, but 
it's a, an age of too much TV, uh, what goes? Um, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough to say. Really tough to say. And, I mean, and Curb also, like, I don't know how far that's uh, reaching with, like, the younger, new academy that comes in. Because, uh, I mean, it's also been on for 20 years, but has, what, eight seasons or whatever it is. Um, so it, it, that's something that just kind of has uh, been sitting in the back of my mind. And I think I'm doing um, a hedging my bet uh, prediction. I'm not going to predict After Party any longer. For comedy series, mm. because oh. because because if I'm wrong, then I could be happy, and then if I, <laughs> and and, it, and if it happened, then I could just say I you know if it doesn't happen, I'd be like I, I knew it, because I, I I worry I worry about after party I really do it had a really good run for a bit and then it's just really really competitive right now yeah like it it just is this is going to be the narrative for a lot of these shows that in any other season, maybe it'd be a contender, but this year is just so competitive and so crowded, and and that's kind of the new normal now. That there are going to be a lot of snubs, plain and simple. And then a uh, limited series, uh, which I think we're going to get five. I'm counting fifty nine at the moment. Uh, limited series submissions. That's also like nine perfect strangers moving over and all that stuff. And you have to get to 80 in order to get six. You need 80. That's that's a big So we're stuck at five. (laughs) Again, free form and acorn. Let's go. (laughs) If you got some stuff there, just go for it. Um, Again, Brit Box. Where are you, Brit Box? I have Brit Box's (laughs) stuff already, actually. Wait, time on Brit Box was very impressive. I'm going to just throw that out there. It's the only BritBox show I've ever watched, but I was very impressed. Uh, <laughs> Shudder also uh, submitted uh, some stuff, too. They're okay. like, I'm sorry, there's some, like, there some people did get some stuff in there. What about Crackle? <laughs> Come on, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Starts uh, doing your thing. <laughs> so, um, with limited series, I feel there's a, a very safe Four. I think there's a lock three and a and a really soft good four. So the lock three in whatever order you want to say, White Lotus, Dope Sick, Staircase. I think those feel good to go. Dropout is your soft four. What about Maid? Maid's Maid, not there? I think then you have five. Right now I have Maid, but you're now we're talking Maid, Pam and Tommy, Under the Banner of Heaven, 1883. Inventing Anna, yeah. just because people watched it. Station Eleven's made a play in this yeah. in the second half. First Lady, Gaslit, yeah, yeah. Um, we crash. Girl from Plainville. Don't don't Girl count from out Plainville. Girl from Plainville. People yeah. love Al Fanning. Under the Banner of Heaven. Moon Knight. Yeah. Women of the Movement. Like, it, like scenes from a marriage. There's so many good ones. British Scandal. Yeah. Emily Emily's personal favorite, Doctor Death. Um, if you want, if you want to keep Emily happy in this business, <laughs> yeah. then you need to put it there. I'm rallying for Doctor. <laughs> I know you are. I know you are. I want it for you so bad. <laughs> everyone deserves that one piece of happiness. Totally. Totally. Now, here's an idea. This is what they should have done: was Anatomy of a Scandal and a very British scandal should have just like merged. Yeah. <laughs> Anatomy of a very British scandal. That like, could work. Let's, let's yeah. just combine the, the the points. Like, I don't know how that would work, but maybe like, you know, what, what about fine. a merger of shows? Scenes like from it. a marriage. Pam and Tommy. There you go. Yep. Yep. <sighs> Uh, yeah, it's easy. yeah. So it, it's it's really no, better no, for that. The, jazz. It would be the thing about Pam and Tommy. <laughs> oh, nice. 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 Okay. <laughs> See, Mike is giving everyone Emmy noms. You just get it this way, it, it works for this, everybody. This is the only way to get an Emmy nom now is you got to have some mergers and acquisitions. <laughs> so, show. Wait, by the way, this is where I'm at now. I'm like immediately thinking, oh, wait, this is a column. Sorry, guys. This is yeah. <laughs> got to bank this for a few. I am so like off the reservation now, the reservation dogs, <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. But I'm just coming up with rando column ideas, and I'm just I'm going to write them up because. <sighs> Let's do it. Feeling, feeling punchy. He's the best. He's the best. Save it for phase two, Mike. Save it for phase two. By the way, this all goes yeah. back to, to Mike's original point. He said a year and a half ago, just go to goddamn 10 already. Like, I've been saying it for years. Yeah. I've been saying it Truly. for years. I'll be saying it. I'll be saying it to the day I die. Go to 10. God. 10 I mean, would- the t- what better time than now? <laughs> To do it, just do it. Like it, ju- it, d- it just doesn't. 
it just doesn't make sense anymore. I just don't understand why it's just not a thing, but here we are. But yeah, made, but made is a bubble. And the reason why I feel good with made is I feel like it's definitely getting two acting nominations. So I feel like that's what gets it over the top. And then that made me this week, like actually for the first time remove Sebastian Stan. Cause he was been my sixth the whole time. If I think there's five, then he's six. Oh. I really, I really thought he was going to make it. And I think I think he's gonna just miss out. Mm. And listen, Lily James is like five, so like she could miss too, because that that's a really competitive category as well. That that if you're yeah. not Amanda Seyfried, yeah. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> you know, high class problem at Hulu, but they they just have too many like strong limited series this year that they're they're gonna cancel some of some of themselves out. Yeah, that's a there. There is a whole lot there. I don't know who. Like I don't, I, I don't even know who wins anymore. I used to, I used to feel really confident, like oh, Dope Six is just gonna run away with this. But now I'm like back and forth. I'm like, eh, actually, it could really be anybody, you know. Um, Still feeling good about Keaton though. Ke- Keaton feels like arguably the biggest lock of the evening. Like if we're if we were predicting, by the way, Emmys. If you're listening, worst date to choose for Emmys ever. By the way, was the date you chose this year. Very upset. That's Toronto weekend, and the Creative Arts Emmys are on Labor Day. That's trash. I'm <laughs> they're upset. like, no, they're like, you can't have any plans this I year. Am, We're I, I am that holiday. Furious, that, furious at them. Yeah, they did not consult with us. They just put out these press releases. Like, here you go. Here are the dates. All right. Well, on that note, gang, I think it is time to wrap it up until next week. So. Thanks, everyone, and we'll talk next week as voting begins. Uh, Bye-bye. After the break, the after-party stars Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson, and Ben Schwartz. From Los Angeles, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And we're back. It's the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. I'm Michael Schneider. The after party takes place after a high school reunion as pop star alum Xavier, played by Dave Franco, invites his former classmates to party at his mansion. When Xavier falls to his death off the balcony, Detective Danner, played by Tiffany Haddish, shows up to investigate who pushed him, and each of the alumni is a suspect. Over the course of the night, the characters explain their version of what happened with different film genres employed to illuminate each perspective. That includes Sam Richardson as the soft-spoken Anique, who still pines for his high school crush, and Ben Schwartz as his pal Jasper, who aspires to a music career that never took off. In the Jasper-centric episode, he raps the catchy tune, Two Shots. Maybe I should just forget about the whole Zoe thing. I mean, I had my shot in high school and I didn't take it. What? No, no, no. See, that's the fear talking. Now listen up close, because this may sound shocking. You about to rap? Yup! We all get a moment where the stars align. The universe gives us a verse in the song of time. The spotlight swings our way and it's our time to shine. We're handed a mic on the stage of life. Time to rhyme. But what happens if you choke and you didn't catch a break? If you fail, do you bail with your tail between your legs? What about those of us who missed our shot? Didn't rise to the top. Never became the cream and we just remained the crop. I've heard it said before that we get one shot in life. And even though that may be true, it's not exactly right. Because here's the secret. Even though we get one shot in life, we all get that one shot twice we all get one shot But I think I understand Everybody gets one shot Times a second chance Exactly Somehow I didn't make it With my ska band Apparently pop punk or brass Doesn't win your fans So do I hang on my suspenders Pork pie and trombone Be content installing AV equipment in people's homes Hell no Because life's gonna Throw you two bones That's right We get to kill one bird With two stones Eric Stoltz couldn't go back in time And get rehired As Marty and Back to the Future After he was fired But then he got 
got a cool supporting role in Pulp Fiction And now he's a sought after director of television We all get one shot I recently spoke with the After Party stars Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson, and Ben Schwartz about shooting this very unique show. And spoiler alert, if you don't know the ending by now to season one, well, first off, shame on you, but we do talk about the murderer and whether they'll show up in season two. As we begin chatting, it happened to come on the same day that season two was finally announced, including who would return. Of course Sam was coming back, and we knew that Tiffany was coming back, and then Ben... I guess there really was no way to show you from from jail, like zooming into the the wedding that takes place in season two. I had a pitch for Chris that was, let me start this by saying he immediately said no, but I had a pitch for Chris that was me being, me dressed up as Hannibal Lecter on that thing like this. And they like slowly bring me in and then say to Tiffany, the only way to catch a killer is by using a killer's brain. And Chris said, no. I go, of course not. Very fun season. Have a great one. <laughs> I love that idea. What are you going to do? Maybe it's going to happen. Now that, now that it's on recording, maybe it's going to happen. Maybe. maybe we'll, we'll make it so. Well, Tiffany and Sam, though, this, this is very exciting now that it is official. What's sort of the timetable on when do you guys get back to work? Very soon. Uh, I think we're supposed to start up in the next few, like within the next month. May 11th, as a matter of fact. Well, yeah. I already started, so. How's it going, Tiffany? It's going pretty good. I mean, it's part of why I was like, I'm here and get to the restroom because, you know, I was on set all morning, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's wow. some secret stuff happening, you know. I see. <laughs> yeah. Sam isn't even, look at this, Sam doesn't even have his outfit. He's just it's wearing a, his, like, a, gamer shirt. That's what I was thinking I was going to, this is uh, Alexander McQueen. This is. <laughs> First of all, it's not a game shirt, okay? This <laughs> shirt is more, more expensive than my computer. Second of all. <laughs> so, so, Tiffany, you're already back back on set then? No, I was lying. That oh, okay. Was that was a lie. <laughs> I gotcha. May 11th is when we're supposed to start, but, you know, I just got my first set of scripts, so. And it's quite interesting. It's so soon. You guys are starting in two weeks. Yeah, it's uh, wow. I, I, every every time I think about the date, I'm like, oh, that's now. <laughs> yes, it's so soon. People demand it. The people demand more. Right? That comes out of just the reaction to to season one, which was incredible. I mean, I know it's sort of a cliche question to ask, but you guys must have just you, you never know how a show like this will hit, especially it's it's such a unique format. It's something different. When did you start to realize, like, oh, this people are talking about this. This thing's actually hitting with people. Like, the people are obsessed with this show. Uh, I knew when we were shooting it. <laughs> people were talking about it then. Just yeah. like the people in the know. So. People in the know knew that there was something special going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We uh, still weren't prepared for, for, for Ben's episode, though. The, the, the musical tour tour de force oh it's very kind i think i felt it when i feel like twitter twitter and instagram and there's a lot of fans pretty quickly that were like following clues and people on reddit were like oh i noticed this and this and all of a sudden you're like oh and also people would text me differently than any other show i've been on instead of being like oh that's a funny episode they'd be like okay this is who i think it is and this is why and this is why and like every episode was them like finding little breadcrumbs and it was was really exciting. It was a different experience than any other thing that had come out because it was like people were like emotionally invested and like, will Tiffany get the person? Is it Sam? Is it me? And so it was it was very exciting to have like through line like that that people were really obsessed with. People yeah. kept hitting me in the DMs and saying that I did it. They're like, <laughs> I know you did it, Tiffany. I know you did it. And I'm like, oh yeah. I just That's go nice. to strangers' parties and kill them. Yeah, that that would have been the twist. That would have been almost like the the cliche twist where it's just so outlandish that they really had to force it in. <laughs> but Ben, how many people how many people predicted? How many people figured out that it was you? A couple of my friends thought it was me at the beginning, but I kept slowly pushing them. Oh, really? Why? Oh, okay, yeah, okay. And like slowly would push them away from me because I thought it'd be more fun if they like came to me. And then I'll say a bunch of people at the beginning said it was me and then they lost and then they went somewhere else. A lot of people thought it was Zoe. What did you guys get? I got a lot of Zoe's. That was like the big, I think Zoe and Walt. Those are the two biggest ones in the end. And my friends were yeah. like, oh, okay, it's going to be Zoe or Walt. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of Walt's, like 
right up until Walt's episode, because like I think Walt was a great red herring, you know, sort of a everybody had their theory immediately that, that was like kind of hidden right in plain sight, but like but obvious enough to so people bite onto Walt, you know. So I think a lot of people guess what Walt. I got a bunch of Zoe's. My dad guessed Mr. Shapiro. Uh, <laughs> my uh, my dad guessed Ike and Zoe's kid. It was uh-huh. the kid. I don't know how yet, but it was the kid. Oh, he said it the whole way from the first episode. He was <laughs> yeah. so into that idea. The kid my brother said right Tiffany. <laughs> Sam, your brother said Tiffany? My brother said Tiffany. It was like, interesting. She knows all the clues. I'm like, that's what a detective does. But <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> so Sam, no now. one really predicted Anique, though. From the beginning, no one wanted to believe that it could even possibly be Anique. No, not until, like, I think the episode, the high school episode, a couple of people were like, oh, could it have been because, you know, I, th- I think because you're seeing so much through because he's the first one uh, accused and like, like it even like leads the, the counter investigation with Jasper. I think uh, you didn't suspect Anik the same ways that a lot of people don't suspect Jasper either. You know, I think if it were to be Anik or, you know, I think there's just so much going on with Anik that to have it be that and then to have them be the killer, it seemed like maybe it would be a little too much. Would be right. my 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 mind thinking as an audience member watching the show. Mm. Yeah. You know, he he is unique sort of all of our entry point to, to this mm-hmm. show anyway. So it would be heartbreaking for, for that to have happened. And yes. instead he's the romantic lead. <laughs> So yeah. was, that was always the, the goal to, to one day be the, the romantic lead. It was. And, you know, en- enough candle burnings and uh, <laughs> and wishes. It, it really, it really was like to sort of like play still like with Anique. I get to play kind of a character that I do sort of kind of, I wouldn't say often, but I, you know, I, I played the role of like, like sort of put upon uh, like nerdish guy, but that the frame of that kind of getting to then be, a little bit more focused and then to be the romantic lead in that was a really fun and exciting thing to get to portray. So it's not that he's secondary or tertiary person who's just like a nerd who's there, but he is like the focal point or the, uh, the eyes and like the entry point for the audience and the romantic lead of the show. Uh, I, I was very excited about well, and, and Tiffany, what's cool about your role is you have this this chance to interact with every character on the show as as you're interrogating them. You know, some sometimes you only get maybe one scene with 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 an actor on a show, but this you had a chance to play with everyone. So, you know, talk about sort of what this role meant to you and kind of what appealed to stick with it and and continue on this journey uh, as as this franchise lives on another season. Well, I love Lord and Miller, so that that's that was the appeal for me. And then, and I just love working with those guys. So when they hit me with this, the first script, I read it and I was like, yeah, because <laughs> first of all, I don't think anyone's seen me in that light. And I felt like it was an opportunity, especially with everything that was going on in the world at the time when we were shooting, it was an opportunity for me to show detective from my point of view and from my community in a way that I see how they work in my area and in my life. So that was super fun. And then the opportunity to work with everybody, to do a scene with everybody was like the best. Because like I already knew, like Ben and I worked together in night school and a few mm-hmm. other things, you know, we've been to some parties and dinners and whatnot. Yeah, so, around. yeah we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, hey, he's, he's a star. So... So on day one to be with him, that was like so great. And then Sam, you know, I've been to a couple of parties with Sam and had a few little conversations here and there, but to get to know him as a person and as a performer was like, like eye opening. And I felt like I learned a lot from him and who knew he was so musical? Not me. I didn't know anything. And we would be on set singing and doing all kinds of stuff. Like we would have a good time. And then, you know, Alana, like I've only known her from little, like, you know, dingy ass little get togethers that we have in New York. So I had no idea she was like so informed on certain things like mental health. And so, you know, every single person we had our own little thing, our own like conversation. Like Ike and I, we've known each other forever. Well, not forever, it's just for like four years. But, you know, being there with him and getting to play with him and how we improv together so well, that was super fun. It was like 
You remember high school when you had fun with your classmates? <laughs> yeah. That's what it was for me. That's what it was for me. That's, that's, and, and I can tell, like, all of you have very similar sort of playful sort of personalities. You all can improv, and, and I'm sure... I don't know what it was like to direct all of you as you're having fun, but yeah, of course they're professionals. Uh, well, more. and I'm AD 1.5. When it's time to get, I'm like, pictures up. All right, <laughs> all right on the set. Let's go. <laughs> well, you know, Chris, Chris created the show and uh, and directed the entire first season. It was very. Like, of course, a show like this has to stay on the rails very tight because, I mean, it's a murder mystery. So everything, you know, everything is important and everything that we sh- that it's filmed has, you know, meaning. Uh, and, and so, you know, it, but at the same time, you have all these actors who are great improvisers and playful actors and who and you have all these people interacting with each other. Of course, you want to have them play with more than what's on the page. But Chris was very good about letting us do that. And you know, trusting us to stay do that, but then stay within the the rails of what the script and the story was, which is testament to how amazing a director and like creator Chris is and Phil and Phil and Chris are. And, and they're so funny too. They're so mm-hmm. funny that I feel like all three of us here did a, a bunch of different takes a bunch of different ways, and we had total trust that they would pick the right ones, which doesn't happen very often when you're on a set. We'll improvise this way, this way, this way. They'll, you know, we'll together find a path that we can play with, and then we just know that they're going to pick the right ones, and they're going to make the scene good as it can for the show and as good as it can for us. And it was like almost being directed by a performer who understands like what's funny and what's not, and can guide us in and out. You know, and Sam is totally right. You know how hard it is to have that homeland type board where everything's pointing to each other and and every time chris is directing he's like okay but this is sam's episode so in sam's episode you're really this and then while you're doing this tiffany's on to you this way so it's like every episode was three different versions of everything so it was a really pretty he just did an incredible job yeah and there are all those easter eggs that you had to hit even if you're improvising there's certain points that you have to make sure always there because it's part of the puzzle did you guys shoot straightforward uh, chronologically, or, or was it even more confusing with the so so uh, all over the place? Man. All over the place. We blocked it by location, so we had like yeah. the high school we had for a blank amount of weeks. Then we had Walt's house for a week, and then you know what I mean. And then we finally had the stages that we built for Franco's house. But so we did a lot of the young versions of us stuff earlier, and then we came in, and then we we did a lot of stuff at uh. Franco's, uh, you know, the stage we built, which is great. Yeah. yeah. The exterior of Franco's house at the very end as well, mm. which is all different locations. So that must must have been challenging as performers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of the understatement of the year. Yes. And with that block shooting also, sometimes, you know, we would, because of like all the genres and like the retellings, the genres are different. And with those genres being different, the performances are different. The lighting is different. Sometimes the costumes are subtly different mm-hmm. things. On occasion, we would shoot some of those moments back to back to back to back. Like me waking up, getting doused in, after having been doused in water from the from the ski, I'd get up and I'm like, oh, I'll pull my pants. Like, what happened? Who did this? Like that when we had to do a bunch of times back to back where it was like the first time was as a neat kind of story i'm sorry I'm sorry. Tiffany. Tiffany who is it? put them on speakerphone know how that's happening there's nothing on my screen <laughs> nobody's even calling my phone it's Chris Miller he's like you better not be telling any secrets spoiler 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 I don't even know why this is happening <laughs> wait are you, are you there's nothing the my, my things on do not disturb I don't even know where that where could that possibly be coming from? You might have just been playing the sound. Oh, yeah, that's my track. Anytime <laughs> I wake up, I wake up to that. <laughs> it's an alarm clock. That's good. It drops on Thursday. I'm like, the computer's on Do Not Disturb. I don't understand. <laughs> but the, the shooting all those, like, back to back to back. And then, you know, you do it one way uh, with a different intention. Change like change how wet you would be or change your clothes subtly or your demeanor change you you change your demeanor your emotions yeah the emotions the words all these things would change and like back to back to back to back and and that happened in a few scenarios however sometimes you would 
do it two times, then come back a week later and then do it three different times, come back a day later, do it once more. So you're trying to also keep track of like how you performed it two days ago versus how you're performing it now versus how you performed it two scenes ago, which is like a fun way. But then again, Chris was always so good at keeping the thread for all of us so that we'd be like, all right, well, this time, remember you're doing this in Jasper's point of view. So you, you know, or is this doing it in, 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 uh, Ike's point of view, so he thinks that you're a, a geek and a nerd and, and and no threat at all. So you know the demeanor changes there, and also it's an action movie. But in this action movie, you're not an action star; you are a geeky background guy. You know what I mean? All those sort of threads. It was a uh, something yeah. else. Yeah, my my favorite is Ben's episode where everyone has just slightly different outfits, and mm-hmm. you know, just like the the lack of attention to to detail in his story. It's yeah. It's, I I love that the guy named Jack uh, wrote it and then Chris obviously conceived it, but I love the idea that in my episode, all I care about is me. Like everybody else kind of is just like in there to serve Jasper. Yeah. Uh, so like a neat, in my head, a neat looked better. I'm wearing different shoes, which I think Sam once said, it's so funny that your character is telling Tiffany, like, this is how it goes. This is what I was looking like. But if he looked down, he would see that he's wearing different shoes. Like, what is he? Look at his, just look down. Uh, so I did like the idea that like in those musicals also when you watch them, like everything is like the, the lights are so bright and stuff like that. And so it was so fun. And then also to sing and dance and then sing and dance with Sam and then sing and dance three different types of songs. That episode was one of the most fun, one of the hardest and one of the most fun experiences I've ever had filming something. Yeah, no. And, and those songs were so, so damn catchy as well. It's funny. I, I still remember how great is this party, the line the most, but yet you'll get one shot twice is probably the like lyrically the most interesting song. I'm not sure which one they're submitting yet for, for Emmy. Oh, I don't know. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. That could, that they could, they could get some love off of that. John LaJoya wrote the lyrics and music with, um, with Chris and Phil and, uh, and Jack. So I wonder, uh, that would be so cool. That would be so cool. Yeah. Those guys I want to see love. you all perform on the Emmy stage. Oh my God. That would be terrifying. Yep. I'd do it. I'm practicing just in case. <laughs> You've been practicing since we stopped that episode. That's just right. In case. I was like, I want to live in that world forever. <laughs> I'll just be a background dancer. <laughs> oh, I love it. That'd be yeah. amazing. I think you just like you just come out at one point and just kind of drop the mic and, and center stage, Tiffany Harris. I'll be a hidden background dancer. And at the end of the song, I'll just rip off my wig and be like, ta-da, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> A whole new left shark. See, this is how we <laughs> save award shows, is, is something like that. Yeah. So I know the question also you guys get a lot is, is when you started out on this, was there a conversation from the beginning of, okay, how do we do a second season? Or it, when, when did that sort of first pop into mind? Like, okay, well, this has a beginning, middle, and end. How can we keep the party going? Again, apologies to Ben Schwartz. No, no, Wow. <laughs> Those are the conditions. They told me in the beginning it was just one season. Yeah, they told me in the beginning, hey, there's a wrap for you. Enjoy it while you can. I go, all right. Fine. They signed me to eight seasons. <laughs> no. You're getting that Frasier money, Cash Tiffany. Up. No, I was. No. In the end, it is uh, Tiffany who's killing all the characters. Need to know. Black female Dexter, let's go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother series. Let me get to writing. Mm. Uh, yes. Yeah, no, I know that I was like when when Sam and I were in the room, I started thinking to myself, this there's gotta be another season. This guy does puzzles, he does those rooms, like we're probably gonna end up being partners or something. It, we gotta figure out something. And Chris was like, Well, you know, if something happens, it happens. We'll see. You know, I didn't want to push it. Yeah. I think like early on, like like Chris was saying like some rumblings of like, well, you know we'll see like the possibility of, of, of sort of like a, a neek, uh moving forward because he is a, a, a solver of like these like, sort of like puzzles and, and riddles. It is a very skill set for that. And, you know, Danner and Anik, their friendship, like, what does that mean? Or, or, or they're, they're not, you know, how their relationship evolves within the season, uh, the first season, what could that mean? No, nothing was ever like, and then he's coming back for season two, but it was just like sort of like rumblings. I mean, I did was my two. business card. You know, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, and we'll find out in a year. 
less then. Well, it is. It, it could become sort of a murder she wrote situation where it just so happens everywhere Anik and Danner go, like, oh, there's another murder. Gotta solve it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which means they have terrible luck. Maybe they're the problem. They just have terror everywhere they go. Someone gets killed. Ooh, uh, I'm in law enforcement. People die every day. This is this is true. At least your character. <laughs> Makes sense. But for, for Anik to just keep coming across bodies, it's it starts to get a little... <laughs> they call him the Black Widow. <laughs> That's why he needs to join the force. <laughs> well, here's what we know so far, as announced, as official, that it is at a wedding. We don't know whose wedding. Is it Anik and Zoe's? Is it someone else's? Jasper and one of his cellmates. Keep going. <laughs> In prison. Uh, but uh, so so Anik and Zoe are back as well, of course, as Detective Danner. And then we've got some new characters joining the show in season two. Zach Woods. Elizabeth He's so Scott. funny. Zach Woods is one of my favorite improvisers of all time. I Drew love him so much. Right. So the question is, is he the one who dies or is he the one who kills? Yeah. That's a good question. But uh, Elizabeth Perkins, Poppy Lou, Paul Walter Hauser, Anna Conkle from Pen15, Jack Whitehall. Oh. And Vivian Wu is the cast is amazing. Announced so far, the cast is unbelievable. And the voice of Ben Schwartz. Yes, (laughs) I will be playing Sonic the Hedgehog in this television show. (laughs) (laughs) Just because Tiffany wants me to. Sonic is going to come in out of nowhere. I really do. I love that movie. (laughs) Maybe like crudely animated, kind of just like drawn in. Yeah, it's going to be Sonic. It's going to be Sonic. (laughs) Gotta go get a swag bag. I was trying to go to the premiere and get a swag bag, but I had to work. The general. Like, oh! The general! (laughs) Hey, Sonic! (laughs) So was there a uh, kind of a in-joke on the set? Is there something that you guys, if you're texting each other still or or talking to each other, kind of pops up? Maybe maybe something happened or there's someone who... Like uh, made an impression on you guys. What's what's the in joke for me? We do have a te- we have a text chain with every single cast member on it. Literally every single cast member on it. that's been going since when we were filming. So yeah. a year and a half, October of so a year, <laughs> yeah, a year and a half, right, Tiff? Yeah, it's been a year and a half, and wow. it's so many cool things, so many things we've celebrated through text messages together. Baby has come through. Okay, guys, I have a baby. I, didn't, I know I wasn't supposed to tell everybody, but bought a baby. Breaking news. And I adopted a baby. <laughs> Breaking uh, on the podcast. Where's the baby? <laughs> Bring the baby out. <laughs> Let me go get the baby. Yeah, go get the baby. Uh, here we go. This is going to be great. This is the scoop. Michael, you got the scoop. There we go. There we go. There's a baby. Oh, but no. we share, like, we all run into each other. So, like, we'll be taking pictures together and post it up in a group. In a group. Like, ah, this I'm working with this person today. I saw this person today. And, so, and yeah, it's fun. A lot of love. A lot of love and a lot of bits by Kelvin. Yeah. Oh, my God. Kelvin is, oh is a bit meister. So funny. A brilliant use of gifts. Now. I have... <laughs> A new idea for you guys, by the way. Now that we may need to move off of Twitter, given certain <laughs> situations going mm-hmm. on, what if we turned your text chain into the new social media app and we call it, you're ready for it, we call it the after party. Oh um, my goodness. This is a cease and desist. Oh, wow, already uh, Sam, you just my, said my, it. Seconds my lawyer will be in contact. This is crazy. I just got an offer from Elon Musk to buy the after party app. And well, I think I'm gonna let him do it. Well, we, get, well, we gotta talk numbers, buddy. We gotta talk numbers. Hold on, I'm hold on. On the Clubhouse <laughs> app, on that one already. Oh yeah, you already own a social media app. No? Yeah, Clubhouse. Well, there you go. Introduce both of you guys. You, you never, sure did. You never come on. I, I do, but not not very often. But I I should more. I mean, I was hoping we could all get on together when After Party came out and like talk about the show as it was on. But mm. I guess people were busy. We, by the way, we, I haven't even like seen, we never got a chance to hang out in person ever. Like after, because there's been COVID and then we're all so busy that I have not been able to see anybody in person. Like we haven't been able to eat or drink together. together. You want to act like that didn't happen, man? Well, you and I ate dinner together in New Orleans together. You and I had a special, wonderful dinner together. And then, but like, everybody so much money always working. We did rich people shit, man. It was great. <laughs> you do a show for Apple. You you get to do that, right? Nah, it was the movie that got me to do that. I, I don't know about the show for Apple, but the movie that we were working on. Man, remember that? how big that meat was? <gasps> 
Big Meats? We went, we went to Big Meats and it was crazy. I wanted to make sure that we got some Big Meats and we got them all. I mean, these things were the size Where's of Tiffany. The and biggest then, piece of meat I ever seen in my life. I felt like we was on the Flintstones. We did, by the way. We did order <laughs> and then when it came, we realized we messed up. You know, like when you, you don't know you order too much until it comes. And I'm like, man, now what are we going to do? I Tiffany's like, dog got, had the biggest meal of that dog's yeah, life. Like, I got my dog here. She's going to love it. Yeah. And she did. <laughs> managed, we managed to sneak in some big meat. So that's good. Big yeah, Meats. Right. It's a new show that the three of us are working on. Big Meats. This is a season mm-hmm. assist order. My oh, God. <laughs> Elon Musk just called. He just bought Big Meats. This is we got to talk numbers. I'm well, let's see what he offers. At okay. least. All right. Fine. Fine. I think he can retire now. Oops. No season two of After Party. They've just <laughs> all retired. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good run. Well, congratulations on season one. Gang. Thanks, man. It was a, you know, such a bright spot in such a crazy time for for all of us and such a such a fun, fun watch. Uh, And and so season two, hopefully more of that. Um, I was about to try to get you guys to share some scoop, but (laughs) (laughs) I could I could share something. All right, Tiffany, go for it. I'm going to wear a dress. Ooh, scoop. Ooh, scoop it up, Tiff. I may or may not wear a shirt. Whoa, scooping up. Scoopity doops. I'll be in a dress. We never seen Danner in dress. There you go. It's a wedding. So you guys are going to be, uh, I assume, look, looking looking your finest, looking your sharpest. You know, come for oh, the mystery. Right Stay now. for Tiffany in a dress. I mean, we know Tiffany be wearing some dresses, okay? First of all, they're not costumes. They custom. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's true. Yeah, we don't need we any heard, more. Sam. <laughs> but right now I'm wearing a, a sweater from Target. Hunter. <laughs> Shout out to Target. Hi. Shout out to Target, everybody. Hey, I've always wanted to be on the wall in Target. Are well, you still like, using the Groupons, Tiffany? Still use the Groupons, yeah. Yeah, I just uh, did a whole week of bar class from Groupon. $49, six classes. It was great. Lost nice. two inches. Whoa. All right. Yeah. So you're about what, what, like five seven now? Damn, uh, come on, no, we talking you know about. She didn't shrink. I was talking about two inches, two inches in that booty, but okay, we can go with that. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> I was talking about how loose my pants are. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, that's what I was talking about. That's what I was talking. Bar class. Oh. Yeah. You said bar class. I thought you meant like bartending, like you're. No. Crazy. <laughs> I was talking like ballet Pilates mixed together. They call it bar. Unbelievable. A-R-R-E. Yeah. Yes. Cardio bar. Yeah, cardio bar. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I did that. And then, yeah, but one of my goals in life is to be on the wall in Target. You know how you go in Target and you see them modeling the sweaters and everything? I always want to do that. That's a goal. So I just put it out there. Maybe you could write it in the article or something and then they could, maybe they'll take a look. I want to be one of the actual figure models that they put clothes on. I want to be one of those guys that you can like change and like put different shirts on me. I don't know what store yet, but I, I love the movie Mannequin when I was a kid. So I feel like oh, it'd be really fun. Too. Oh hey, my God. Great movie. Making requests that I want to be like a Max Hedrum on like one of the TVs. Target. So that's three things if they can help us out. doesn't matter what store. If it can be Target, great, but like Mannequin model you know we're trying to do it all. i wouldn't be mad if i was on the wall in cvs just as long as it ain't under no, like you know medications for like butt stuff otherwise I'm cool. now with those two Medica- there. oh that's true you could be the new spokesperson about to take do bar and butt stuff yeah no i don't want to be the butt stuff spokesperson like i don't want to be for like hemorrhoids or stuff it's, like that no it's I'm not like, for us to choose what we're called to no, right? Whatever God has in store. Exactly. With great power comes great responsibility. Exactly this. I want to be responsible for the butts, though. <laughs> on that note. All right, Michael. <laughs> Again, congratulations on season one of The After Party. It was Thank a delight. You. you all are a delight. Can't wait to see what's next with all of you. And that is it. Wonderful. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Appreciate brother. it, man. That's the After Party stars, Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson, and Ben Schwartz. You can catch up on the series via Apple TV+.
And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Drew Griffith edited this episode, and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Emmy predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Emily Longaretta, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.